Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome in, pro wrestling fans, here on a Saturday. It is the weekend edition, podcast edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan McKinnell, your weekend host, and joining me, I got my co-host, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, holding it down, and Mark... We got a hell of a show for the nation out there today, and it starts on Friday night and the recent suspension of a very angry Brock Lesnar. Uh, I, I, you got to tune in because <laughs> I talk about if Brock is around, don't say what comes to your mind. Wait till he leaves, and then you can say whatever you want. Holy jeez, that match between Pac and Andrade on AEW Rampage, holy cow. In a very special Saturday edition of Busted Open, we have 10 Preston Vance from the Dark Order stopping by before his big match on Wednesday with John Moxley as a part of that title eliminator tournament on AEW. What a awesome, fun, inspiring, insightful, I don't care what word you want to use, chat with Preston Vance, otherwise known as 10. That, that, that was one of my favorite interviews uh, this year. Um, Super exciting, super informative, uh, and just inspirational. There you go. All you got to do is sit back, relax, and click play. It's time to get it going here on a Saturday. We're busted open. Welcome in on a Saturday. It's the weekend. You know what time it is. It's busted open time. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, and we got a stacked show. Last 48 hours in pro wrestling have been dropping us gifts aplenty, and we're about to get into it all over the next three hours. And joining me over the next three hours, you hear him every single Saturday. You know him. You love him. He's an Olympian. He's a Hall of Famer. And he is one of the baddest men to ever step foot in a squared circle. The one and only world's strongest man himself, Mark Henry. What's up, big man? What's up, man? And I'm a host, too. I mean, I gotta get my hosting chops in. I'm not just, you know, the 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 you, you, you color commentary host. guy, the the guy that just <laughs> says it's time for the main event. I'm not just that guy. I, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a guy. Way. I'm a host. You are you are a host. Did did, did 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 I make you feel like you weren't a host, Mark? I'm sorry. I'm sorry because no, I'm you definitely sensitive. are. Although you do kill. You I missed. Do, you do I missed a couple of event. Saturdays. And so ah, I'm feeling okay. some kind of way right now. 
Oh, okay. Well, I missed you uh, uh, last Sunday. I'm a, uh, I'm a well, smart. It's good to have you back. I know, team. <laughs> it's things. good to have you back, buddy. It's good. <laughs> you are. Uh, it's good to be back. You're back in it. I was just say you're back in it. You're back in the swing of things. You're back on a Saturday, and uh, you're down in Florida for tonight's Dynamite, which is awesome, Mark, because, yes, we do have a Dynamite tonight that we're going to get into, uh, which, is, again, throws in chaos. Weekly winner a little bit. We're going to give weekly winner. Actually, speaking of chaos with weekly winner, weekly winner coming up in hour two today because we have a stacked hour three with a bunch of guests. We'll tell you about that as the show uh, goes along. But, Mark, we're going to have to do the thing where – we give a preemptive weekly winner pick, right? But we can't give the full weekly winner pick. We, we will give our weekly winner, winner pick as it stands right now, right? But we still have right. a dynamite to go tonight. And if dynamite eclipses our original uh, pick for weekly winner, we'll tweet it out on socials afterwards and we'll make the adjustment if needed. But my God, uh, Mark, what a week in pro wrestling. What a four, excuse me, what a 48 hours. In pro wrestling, really starting with Crown Jewel into uh, what's going on with Dynamite tonight. We got Bound for Glory going down tonight here, right here in Sin City where I'm at in Las Vegas. Mark, we got an NWA uh, 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 pay-per-view essentially to get to. There is just so much wrestling on the docket. Feels good, man. Man, you talk about feeling good. Like, it's football season. It's basketball season. Baseball is winding down, getting to the meat of it. And what is the world clamoring for? Pro wrestling. We still in the we still in the world, man, of entertainment. Everybody is into it now. It's, 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 it's almost like the attitude era where you had so much wrestling going on that every commercial is about wrestling. Every news story that you hear is something that's going on between wrestlers. I mean, with social media now, there's a lot going on with people just chiming in. Like the fans are having their own wars. You're not lying about the commercials, and that's something I – I didn't really think about, but you painted that picture so wonderfully, right? Like, yes, basketball is back. Uh, uh, Baseball is winding down. Football is here. Uh, Hockey now is on TNT and TBS and ESPN, right? But, But here's the thing. You're right. We have shows on Turner. We have shows on Fox. The NFL is on Fox. So when you watch the NFL, you're getting a ton of WWE commercials. When you watch the NBA or NHL, you're getting a ton of AEW commercials. It it, it does feel special, Mark. Yeah, and, and that's a good thing. That's what we always want. Yeah. I feel like the respect of the entertainment world is, is earned. And if you've watched pro wrestling on television over the last let's just say the last six months as a sample size you have been entertained to the hilt raw has been good over the last few weeks smackdown is doing this thing aew is been number one on cable for six weeks in a row NXT, they revamped it. There's a lot of new faces, but there has been no failure. Man, no, it's a it's a good time, man. It's a good time. And and, listen, and, and we got a big pay per view tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm bound for glory. 
Uh, my brother D-Lo is going to be on there calling the show. Like, <laughs> they have a big, big show tonight. Yeah, a lot of big shows going down. You got Dynamite going down in Orlando, Bound for Glory going down, NWA on the docket tomorrow. So much good stuff. But, Mark, let's start the show with – I don't know if this was good. I, I don't know if – I don't know what was happening. I don't know. There are reports of uh, after SmackDown going off the air, the two people in the main event allegedly may have had uh, a bit of a run-in with one another, words exchanged. I'm talking about Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. There was a title swap last night on SmackDown, Mark, where the Raw Women's Champion and uh, Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, were essentially uh, going into the ring to swap their titles. This was the capstone of Friday Night SmackDown, Mark. This was what ended the show. Uh, it was weird, man. It was a little, it was, it, it felt a little half-assed. It was a little clunky. The exchange, the, the belt was dropped. It felt like people were up in their, uh, you know, or, uh, it felt like emotions were running high. Let me just put Put it that way, Mark, and it felt like it came through on the TV. I don't know how much was real. I don't know how much was just product of circumstance in the moment, but it was an awkward way, I felt like, to close down uh, Friday night on Fox. What did you think about the title swap? I, I thought it was awkward. I thought that um, there was a better way to do it. Um, like you said, the title was dropped. Uh, people look at that as being disrespect. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. It, sometimes people get at each other, you know, like if stuff don't go right and you got to hold people accountable, uh, but who was wrong? I don't know. I wasn't there. All right. We don't know. We just, it just, the for me, it feels like, okay, this title swap deal is turning into the new contract signing where it's just this kind of lazy sort of creative way to, you've got a story there. Like, with, with two different titleists and with Survivor Series coming up, you have a story you can tell. I don't know if this is leading to something bigger. It certainly doesn't feel that way, right? When you just have a title swap and the two talents in the ring seat kind of seem disinterested in it, they didn't seem to know exactly what they were doing. There were reports that, you know, both talents before the show leading up to Friday night this is from multiple reports, PW Insider, uh, 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 a bunch of different people have reported on this, uh, Mark. We, again, we don't know where the exact truth lies, but there were reports that this was kind of being discussed on the lead up to Friday night up until when the show aired, how it was going to all play out. And listen, Becky and Charlotte were concerned with walking away strong. Neither one of them allegedly wanted to look weak in the exchange, which, Mark, is a former champion, right. you understand. And when you're going into the day of a show and nothing, or, and I shouldn't say nothing, but the the full plan isn't hashed out, uh, it's understandable that people would be feeling a certain way. Yeah, when you're a professional, you want things to be ironed out. You don't want stuff to be left to interpretation. You want it to be cut and dry. And it was not. And nobody wants to look weak. Nobody wants to say, my brand is secondary. Mm. Like, we are equal. We are champions. We should be treated as such. And when you don't, that's the kind of thing that happens. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and my whole thing is is uh, the, you've got a story there with Charlotte and Becky. I I I I wish they would find out a way like if you're going to have a belt on each brand. You're going to have a main championship for Raw and you're going to have a main championship for SmackDown, both with the women and the men. 
let's get more creative than just swapping belts every fall, Mark, because I think the fans demand more. And, you know, forget the fans for a second. The talent deserves better, right? Right. The talent does deserve better. And how about just, you know, like every time you take the top four ranking people and have a fatal four-way is the simplest thing you could do. And you, you you leave it up for, you know, like make make somebody earn it. If the title's been stripped, make somebody earn it. It's that it's, it's simple. Have a tournament. Have a have a, uh, a uh, eight man tournament, eight woman tournament for the yeah. title. Well, speaking now you get extra matches, matchups yeah. that you might not have gotten otherwise. And the end result is the winner gets the title on the right brand. And then you don't have to do a damn face off and an exchange. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like simplify it. (laughs) Yeah. Keep it simple, right? Kiss K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. And listen, as you talk about tournaments, you got tournaments going down in AEW, both with the men and the women. We're going to dive into that. The championship bracket for the ladies being unveiled last night on Rampage. We'll be diving into that. Talk a little Crown Jewel as well, and obviously we'll dive more into SmackDown. What do you think, Mark? Uh, uh, Just to start the show, obviously we got Weekly Winner coming up at hour two today, Nation. Just a reminder. I'm thinking. I'm sitting here thinking about the week that was in terms of matches. Now, Crown Jewel is not going to be in the running for weekly winner because we don't include pay per views in weekly winner. Um, but, but, but that match between Seth and Edge, and Edge, Seth Rollins and Edge in the Hell in a Cell, and then the match last night between Pac and Andrade in their rematch, Pac Andrade two. I don't know which match was better, but my God, to have those two go back-to-back in a 24-hour period, thank you, Pro Wrestling Gods. Thank you, Pro Wrestling Gods. Well, there's really only one God, and the Pro Wrestling God falls underneath him. But listen, thank you, thank you, thank you, because just the energy, man, the intensity, the want to, that's what it is. It's the want to. I want to be great. I want to be perceived as a major player. I want to be perceived as somebody you don't want to trifle with. I had to, you know, change to trifle because I can't say that other word that we used to use. Swear jar. Yeah, we got the swear swear jar. jar. So, I mean, that's, that's important, man. You, you want to, you, the perception you know, a wise man once said, perception is reality. How I perceive the situation is what it is, is the reality of it, right? Sure. So the reality of what we saw is Pac and Andrade are the elite of the elite because that's what they were. <laughs> Speaking of elite... Uh, we'll get more into that pocket and Friday match as the show goes on. But that top rope brain buster that those two executed in that match, it was making the rounds on socials. I know you were there to see it, Mark. Uh, I don't know if that can be executed any cleaner. That was such 
an enjoyable match to watch. And yeah, again, Edge and Seth talking about enjoyable, them uh, having that match in the first hour there at Hell in the Cell over there in Abu Dhabi. My goodness, what a 24 hours Thursday into Friday that uh, pro wrestling had in store for us. And we're here to get to it all, not just the last 48 hours in pro wrestling, but the entire week. Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. To the midsection, Andrade once again looking for the hammer. Oh, he's up through. It's like cradle one. It's two. Me he's got him. Oh. He's, the lights are out. What the hell? What, what the, the hell is going on? Pack, lights are out right on the three. Pack won the match, right? I think Pack won. Pack won the match from what I saw, Taz. But I can't see Pac, anything now. Pack is the winner, but the lights are. Malachi. What the hell is he doing here? What is he doing here? This oh. What the hell? Good what work. is going on here? This mysterious oh. Malachi Black with the, the mist. Green mist from Malachi Black into the eyes of the bastard pack. And Andrade El Idolo. Fight forever. Fight forever. Man, what the I hell? Could, I could watch Pack and Andrade get it in every single week. That was their second meeting in the main event of Rampage. You heard it there, Mark. You saw it, but the listeners there just heard it. Malachi Black showing up at the end as soon as the pin, as soon as the finish happens in the match, the building goes black. Malachi Black shows up. And speaking of showing up, who comes out to save the day? Cody making his return to an AEW ring, confronting Malachi Black. I love the way Rampage ended last night. Man, I I really do think that um, now with all of the hate and with all of the Hollywood comments with Cody, Mm -hmm. Cody is going to turn the corner now and become an uber babyface. You think that can work? In a, in a, in a, I, I in think a, it a, can. I mean, when you've got uh, – there's a lot of baby faces right now in AEW, a lot of fan favorites. I, I'm, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm interested because of what you're saying, right? There is a lot of chatter surrounding Cody, and it's genuine chatter, right? Like it's people that have serious feelings, and when feelings are uh, present, right, it usually makes pro wrestling that much better, Mark. Yeah, I was, I was waiting on him to embrace his, his inner homelander. And just become an all-out dirty, no good piece of shit heel. Yes. Put that in a tip jar. And he just, (laughs) I don't think Cody wants that. I think Cody wants to be the good guy. He's just, he's conflicted, man. He's conflicted. Well, 
that's good. Conflict uh, usually makes for some pretty good storytelling. So we'll see what the future holds for Cody Rhodes. And let's see what the future holds for Packet Andrade, man. Uh, I think we, I mean, the, 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 this definitely feels like we're headed towards a trilogy at some point. They took a nice break between the first match and the second match. I liked that. I loved what I saw between these two. I don't know if a 15-minute match, Mark, can be a match of the year but if it can, Andrade and Pack delivered last night on Rampage. That was fucking phenomenal. Tip jar. Man, just so Sorry. much energy and yeah. like the complexity and the way that they worked and the degree of difficulty of the things that they made look easy. Damn. Man, I, I just really enjoyed it. Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morris. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. God, that's a Dark Orders music. We are back here on a Saturday. It is busted open. I'm Ryan. Throw it up, Ryan. That's the world's strongest up. man, Mark Henry. Throw it up. Give it yeah. to him. Give it to him. I yeah. like it. I'm throwing up our claws right now. Hey, speaking of the Dark Order, joining the show right now, he is one of the integral pieces of the Dark Order, and all eyes are on this man this week, Wednesday. He's got, uh, I guess we, I, I, I feel comfortable saying this, a career match against John Moxley. The Dark Order's 10, Preston Vance joining us on a Saturday. Preston, that's pretty accurate. Biggest match of your life coming up Wednesday? Yeah, I, I'd, say, I'd say it is. Uh, this is actually my second time wrestling Moxley. So for people who don't remember, he was my debut match at AEW. Um. When Brody brought me into the Dark Order, uh, Brody and Mox were doing like their their thing for the the world title then, and Moxley uh, broke my arm on live TV, and so I was out of commission for like three months. Well, payback's a bitch. Yep. I was just saying, not only is payback a bitch, I got to put another dollar in the the tip jar. I was going to say, not only I'll, I'll add it too. I'll put the dollar in payback as a bitch, but also when you've got a tournament like this, when you've got uh, what is on the line, I mean, in terms of magnitude, in terms of a moment, all due respect to the debut in that first match with Moxley, eh, 10, this one's a little bit different. Yeah, this, this is definitely the, uh, the biggest match of my career so far. I think before this, it was probably the TNT title match I had with Darby um, back yeah. in Jacksonville. And then, I mean, I, I still think the most special match I'll have, and it will always be, was the Brody Tribute Show. Uh, but this is by far, like, the as far as the, what's on the line, this is the biggest biggest match of my career. You talk about the Brody Lee Tribute Show, and, and, and I'll pull the curtain back a little bit because we were talking before, uh, before we went to break and you came in a little bit early, and we were talking about Brody. And, and I was kind of I was talking a little bit about the Dark Order and how they reminded me of the New Day in the sense that 
you kind of started off as one thing and then you morphed into sort of another and it's taken on, I feel like the dark order, this sort of mind of its own where it's like, everyone's kind of had their own creative input. And then you kind of pointed out, you were like, yeah, which is kind of wild because Big E and Brody were like the best of friends. It, it is pretty wild how the dark order in this journey has come together. It feels special. And I imagine it feels special for you. Yeah. It's like, uh, we, you know, we started off as like this, this like kind of dark cult. And now, uh, yeah. you know, we just got, we just became organic faces and they kind of, you know, just let us go out there and, and be ourselves. And like everyone in the group, you know, I, I watch a lot of these old uh, wrestling like documentaries and people who are in groups are like, oh yeah, we were friends on, on screen, but backstage we weren't like, we're all really close, like very close. So it's, it's easy to, to, you know, gel when we're all such good friends for real. Well, and it comes through. It comes through. And I think that's a, there's an authenticity there. And, and, and as, as I talk about the New Day, that also comes through with them. But I yes. think, Preston, you can, say, you can say that about the entire business. Now, obviously, we didn't operate in the business 30 years ago, 25. That's, you know, Mark's the legend. Mark's the Hall of Famer. He could speak more to that. But it feels like not only are these factions different and the way teams are put together and the stories that are being told, the entire business feels different. Of course, there's going to be competition and there's going to be feelings and emotions. It, I, I don't know. It just feels different. Does it does it play that way to you? Because I know you've been a fan your whole life. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's tremendously different from from what it used to be. Um, like I said, like like I said, it's kind of like when they let when they let us just kind of be ourselves is when we it, the dark order started to really work. Um, which that's like you know I guess one of the first things I was taught in wrestling was like be yourself turned up to for lack of better terms like ten. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's kind of what we're all doing, man. I, I, I get a chance to watch you and I'm so glad to see you work up to your own, your standard that, that I feel like you, you kind of put yourself under the gun. You work more like a big guy. Uh, you're a big dude, man. And, uh, I remember, a year ago, seeing you not work like a big guy, you was working down to everybody. What made you say, you know what, man, I, I'm a big dude. I need to start working like a big dude. Uh, Billy Gunn. Uh, Billy told me to don't ever work down to somebody. And then, and I, I love Billy. He was literally my favorite in DX. And I've never told him that, but he yeah, was, we so won't I, tell him. <laughs> he was my favorite. Everyone's listening. So he, You're that, fine. That's what he told me. He said, you know, never work down to anybody. So I was like, shit, okay, you know. And then after that, I just kind of completely changed. And, and and I I can see it. I mean, I didn't have to. I didn't know. We never had this conversation before. Yeah. Uh, it's just an observation of, of just what I recognized when I came over. And, like, uh, I actually see more in the future of you letting go of the protection it's like you have silver and you you have little brody running around and uh you know the dark order has this thing um i really can't wait for you to go off yeah there's, there's gonna be a day that's gonna come where moxley brian punk everybody need to watch they back yeah. Because you have it in you 
And this is, you know, I'm not trying to give you the motivational speech before the night. I, I, <laughs> I, I just see good in you and I see a good future for you. Uh, you got everything. Thank you, man. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, letting time take its its course. Well, me and Ryan talk about this on the show all the time. We're in such a microwave society of wrestling that we yeah. want it now. I yeah. want it right now. Can't wait six months on an angle. We got to do it in two weeks. Yep. Take your time. Build yourself up. I mean, you look like a million bucks. You you work like a million bucks. Now it's time to mentally hone in to nobody's better than me. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna put these hands on you, and that's this is what it's gonna be. Yeah. And when that day comes, brother, like uh we're gonna have another superstar. And I, I'm uh you're a star now, but bro, I can see you at the top. Like just, thank you, man. Keep on living. Preston, that, Preston, Preston, just, what's that? Preston, what, I was going to say, Preston, what's that feel like for you to hear that from an Olympian, a Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry? Because that I'd be on one. I, I'd be a problem. Dude, there's there's so, nothing like it. I, I grew up watching watching him my whole life, you know, sex, uh, right? all that shit. So <laughs> right? that's, that's like. Hey. Hey, you, you talk about growing up that way, and you talk about watching him as sexual chocolate, man. I, I know you were a lifelong pro wrestling fan. I was actually watching an interview, or I was listening to an interview with you, and you were talking about um, some health issues growing up, which yep. you grew yep. up with Crohn's. Uh, for those yep. that don't know, it's a, it's, a, it's a real serious, you know, it's a stomach do- disorder. It's, it's really painful. I can't imagine and what my daughter has through. Crohn's. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gnarly, Mark. I mean, so yeah. I know what, I know what he's going through. Right. So, I mean, I think I think a lot of people are aware of it. Uh, Preston, this is something I just found out about you. But through the course of that interview, you talked about how obviously your youth was filled with a lot of hospital visits, a lot of doctor's visits. But your mom, after every doctor's visit, would take you to the store and you get a new wrestling figure, bro. I mean, the hospital visits suck. That's badass, though. But that that's what really made me fall in love with it. Like, you know, I was like, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was trying all these new medicines to see like what's going to really work. Now I found I found one when I was like 16, which I still take today. Uh, it's an IV every eight weeks, and I've been in remission since I was 16 years old. Like I don't even know I have it now. But uh, but when I was little, I kind of you know I was always in and out of doctors, and I would spend a lot of time at the uh, U- University of Michigan Children's Hospital, and I hated going there. And uh, but my mom every after every visit, we'd stop at Toys R Us, and she'd get me a uh, a wrestling figure. So it made it a lot easier. What uh? What like two or three figures got the most worn down? You know, there's always that figure that you play with just a little bit more than the other. What were your go-to figures growing up? So I had this really cool Brock Lesnar figure, which I played with so much the arms just fell off. <laughs> um, I got I got some of those in my house. Yeah, my wife <laughs> she goes out and gets all the figures. Yeah, and uh, she just got the. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, uh, you know, for and I sent the picture to Sammy yeah. and said, "Hey, man, uh, or Frankie, uh, I got your I got your action figure, man. My my wife got the figure for my son, and he was like, he's like, man, that's cool, man. Like, <laughs> isn't it cool as hell to see a likeness of yourself on a poster? Like, right. as a little kid, did you ever think?" that you would see yourself in a, in a poster 
uh, or you would see an action figure that had your likeness, like right. did you, video did you game. Ever... No, because like I'm from I'm from such a small town. Like I mean, I grew up on a dirt road, fifty acres. My neighbors were Amish, so nobody ever really gets out of that place. It's you know everyone mm. you know they all work. I, I worked on a farm. They all worked on farms, and that's kind of what they do for the rest of their life. And so for me to be doing what I'm doing, I'm like kind of the hometown hero, you know. Uh, so it's so like growing up. I didn't think that, but I also, when I was eight, I wrote an essay and the teacher asked like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everyone had these, you know, jobs like doctors, pro football player, all this. And I put professional wrestler on TV and I'm pr- pretty sure I'm the only person in my whole class who's actually doing what they wrote on that paper. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew That's from so a young awesome. age, like I, I, my mom tells me all the time when I was little, I would tell her like, I'm too big for this town. And so I left. Wow. Yeah. That's an unbelievable observation for a little kid. Yeah. Like, do, do you know where that came from right. or you just, it just was in you? I think it was just in me, man. Like, uh, and like I said, like, I think being, you know, diagnosed with Crohn's at such a young age really m- almost motivated me to like, cause I would be in the hospital, like looking up pro athletes and pro wrestlers who have it to like, almost give me that like spirit. Like I can still do this with this. Um, and like, I said this on another podcast where like, as a child, you know, I have this mindset, someone always has it worse than you, no matter what. So even as a kid, I would, was, you know, 10 years old and, and I mean, man, this sucks. But then I would see a lot of kids with like cancer and really serious diseases. And I would tell my mom, like, thank God, at least I'm not like that. You know? So I always, that kind of instilled, like someone always has it worse than you. So it's almost like I want to like inspire kids who are going through stuff that they don't know, like, they don't know why, like why them. Well, I'll tell you, man, we have the AEW community and, you know, you've been on some events and, you know, we're, we're going to do more. Um, it's always hurt me to do the hospital visits because mm-hmm. I have little kids and it's just, I'm, I'm a damn cry baby. I'm super yeah. emotional and uh, it hurts me to go to those places, but somebody like you would be an inspiration and you know, I'm I'm gonna suggest that if it's if if it's okay with you, yeah, that we we do some St. Jude, some children's visits, yeah. some some meta clinics where you know the kids that suffer from Crohn's get to see somebody that made it. Yeah. And like I, I think you'd be an inspiration. I think when I tell my daughter that, you know, you you have that, you and and uh and Big Swole. Mm-hmm. both have that and have That's to go right. through the metrotrexate and all of those those iv drips that she can do it too yeah i would love That's, that i would love to, to do that well consider it done sir i'm gonna make it happen <laughs> hell yeah speaking of making it happen preston vance 10 of the dark order joining us on a saturday as we talk about making it happen john moxley wednesday the title tournament, the, the, the contender tournament, obviously there is a lot on the line with this. Um, you talked about it. You've met Moxley before, but he's not the same man. You're not the same man. This comes at obviously a very integral point in your career. How are you looking at this? How are you dealing with the pressure, Preston? Uh, I'm honestly, I'm not like, I'm not super nervous, but I'm, I'm like beyond excited for it. It's, it's honestly cool to even be in that, that picture of like, Hey, we're going to put you yeah. in the, the tournament to, to be for the world title, you know, like that's huge. Uh, so I'm, I'm super grateful. Um, and I'm, and yeah, like I'm a totally different person mentally, physically than I was, you know, in uh, May of 2020 when I met him in the ring the first time. So 
I'm super excited. I've never wrestled in Boston before either. And I know that Boston crowd is usually pretty, pretty hot, the Northeast. So I'm super excited. Well, you talk about the crowd being hot. You're right. May 2020 was a lot different than what we're living now. And a lot of that has to do with, oh, yeah, we've went through a pandemic. Uh, you're obviously in Florida right now. The Jericho Cruz is going down. I think uh, I saw Evil Uno's out there kicking it on the beach yep. in the Bahamas. You got your down in Florida. Things are slowly getting back to normal. Listen, you just made your debut a few years ago. You're still a young guy. You've been through the gamut. Yep. You spent some time up there on the East Coast in WWE. You're down here in AEW, obviously a part of AEW in a big way you mentioned it you find yourself in this tournament but bro I'm just curious like you're young in your career I've talked to a lot of veterans about the pandemic and they've got their thoughts what was this like for you going through everything you went through personally the dark order the loss obviously of Brody but then also the loss of fans and the way that the just the whole industry has been played out over the last 18 months what this journey been like for you man I know that's a very broad question to a very serious sort of time in your life but i am curious yeah it's been crazy because so i was hired during the pandemic so and this was this is my first this is my first tv you know contract so like i never i never wrestled in the big stadiums or anything so i was i got hired in the pandemic so you know for my whole first year with AEW, all i knew was to just wrestle in front of the boys you know and then we'd have (laughs) you know towards the end of it we'd have the the i think we allowed like a thousand fans maybe at daily's place but I mean, there's a yeah. huge difference from wrestling there in front of them, and then when I did uh, Elevation at Arthur Ashe Stadium in front of twenty thousand people. So that was like the real moment. Because um, so I, I did something, and the whole crowd started going ten, ten. And I remember I looked over at Silver, and I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like that was the solidifying, <laughs> like, like wow, we made That's it. Awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can only imagine. I can only imagine because I just sit here and talk through a radio, Mike. You are out there doing it, and you are one of the, like I said, one of the most entertaining integral factions in the business today, Preston Vance, otherwise known as 10 of the Dark Order. You can see him in action on Wednesday against John Moxley. Big match, big show, and a big year for you, my guy. Congrats on all the success personally and also with the Dark Order, and thanks for joining us on a saturday man that was a lot of fun appreciate thank you. you dude thank you preston vance joined us on saturday oh yeah and if you can't uh, or if you're not seeing him on wednesday for whatever reason uh that might be oh yeah preston you're also on roads to the top which is having its season finale later tonight after dynamite real quick we got like a minute left what what has that experience been like because i know this is a lot of this is all new for you we talked about the fans we yeah. talked about you know the matches and everything that's playing out oh yeah you're also on reality tv now Oh, dude, it was so cool. So I'm a huge reality TV guy, always have been. And, you know, I'm yeah. really, like, real good friends with Cody. And me, Cody, Ricky, QT, we're all actually, like, best friends. So I was like, this is going to be kind of scripted. But it wasn't because I think they saw how much we gelled. And they're like, just go out there and be yourselves, you know? So, right. like, I was under the impression reality TV scripted. And this wasn't at all. So I had a blast shooting Rose to the top. And I hope we get a second season. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. 
The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.